Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to another great edition of Strong Style. Welcome back. Happy New Year. I know we are a couple weeks into this. 2021 20, year. But this is the first time I've spoken to you guys. And in the subsequent shows uh, the rest of this week, I expect to hear the same. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. For people who don't know and here at Impact Media, uh, well, Strong Style is all about the world of MMA and pro wrestling. Two things I really enjoy. And from the amount of listeners we got, apparently you guys do too. And or enjoy my rants. Um, there there could be, I don't know about rants. There, there are some things I want to talk about on here. Um, obviously, the fortunate or unfortunate thing about this show is uh, if... For some reason, we can't do it during a given week, and because of the pandemic, because of my day gig, sometimes it bleeds into my nights or my weekends. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes uh, we, we miss a week here or there. And I know I say this a lot, but 2021 is a due year. I'm going to do my absolute best to crank out a strong style each week, to crank out the sports show, which is uh, our all-sports show. And the NHL returns tomorrow night, so board check, coming back. And uh, we'll talk about some special things with with, uh, those shows, maybe uh, on those shows. Maybe even on this show, who knows? There's some special projects and things I kind of want to get into that uh, we're hoping to get into this year. Hoping to uh, line up some some, uh, fun experiences and, and show you guys some of the places we we frequent and and the like I guess. But let's get started and and I do want to start on uh I do want to start with this because I haven't spoken about it since we last spoke. And that would be the passing of John Hooper. A lot of people may not have known him as John Hooper. By now, you probably do. Uh, If you watched AEW in the last year, well, he's Brody Lee. If you watched WWE in the past handful of years, you would know him as Luke Harper. He has been in the business for he had been in the business for a long time. Uh, well-liked, well-respected, and what I like 
about each video I saw, whether it was part of whether it was part of AEW's special night tribute to him, or uh, if it was just somebody would do a video for the internet, for online somewhere, their social media account. Yeah, they talked about uh, man, he was a good performer, uh, great athlete. Uh, all the boys and, and, and women in the locker, everybody loved him. But they always, always, always either led or emphasized how much he cared for his family. And that he would always talk about his kids and his wife all the time. I mean, and not in like, a, oh, my God, this guy's annoying. Would he stop? Wait, no. Everybody enjoyed hearing the things he would he would say. And um, he, he's a he's a big favorite of, of mine and my dad's. Uh, my my dad, who helped get me into watching wrestling, and and uh, you know he don't watch as, as he definitely don't watch as much as I do. But uh, he he doesn't wa- uh, get to watch quite as much um, as he used to, but. Well, when he latched on to a favorite, uh, there's a lot of them he turned me on to. Luke Harper was one of them. Uh, Jack Swagger, where for some reason or another, I had, I had not, this before I started doing this show, I had not seen uh, that week's ECW or that week's SmackDown or, or whatever. Uh, maybe I was out doing something. Maybe I was working. Uh, just various things. But the the very time that my dad would see somebody that he liked he's like oh you got to see this guy or you got to see this girl man they're they're doing things that nobody else is doing and they're just so good like i said jack swagger was one of those but the one that we still talk about even now just the other day we we brought up uh how much of a, a luke harper fan he he is and uh between the gator roll and the chants and, and stuff like that if you notice in, in the last couple weeks or so, John Morrison has been doing the gator roll where you get somebody in a in a uh, face lock, uh, kind of a north-south choke for you MMA guys, kind of like that. And when you do that, you kind of twist one. You just kind of roll back and forth across the ring like you're rolling them to and from the ropes. Uh, it's, it's a really hard move to pull off. But I've, I've noticed that John Morrison is one who, who has started to do that. And I, I've, I think it's it's the Brody tribute. And I know everybody calls him Brody. And, and uh, yeah, his name's John Huber. But uh, any loss is, is a great loss, in my opinion. But in this case, this. It's what I always tell you guys uh, at, at the at the beginning or at the end of the day, however you want to start counting it, however you want to count it, be a good human. And the world lost a great human in, in John Hooper. And no, that was not dead air. I wanted to uh, make a, a small moment of silence uh, in remembrance because, like I said, he he was uh, he he was something else, and uh, I, I enjoyed watching him perform. And the more that people talked about him, the 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 more I just I, I thought more of him.
But now, let's talk about, and um, I'm going to start, let's start with Raw, right? Let's start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go through, uh, breeze through, I'm not going to talk about every moment, uh, just the ones that kind of stuck out to me. And then uh, I do have a couple of big topics that kind of want to get into, and we'll do them as I, as I get into them. Uh, of course, it was Legends Night on Raw. We got to see Hogan a couple times, Jimmy Hart, Teddy Long. Um, although having Teddy kind of halfway forget what he was doing, even though it was part it was part of the act. I know it was, but okay. And I just I hope that wasn't them taking a shot at Teddy Long. But. Uh, Apparently, Kofi Kingston has gotten injured, and he could be out for a little while in the foreseeable future. This is where it will be interesting, because they're not going to split up the duo of him and Woods. But now it's kind of Woods solo, because you got Big E, who's kind of Intercontinental Champion, and he's starting to get on his run, his singles run. So you can't just automatically throw him back together and keep the team going. Uh, this could be a, a good time for this could be a good time for Woods to to get a little bit of traction going singles wise for a little while. Um, you know, occasionally if there's a team that picks on him, he could he could pick a uh, another superstar to kind of pair up with. There's a couple that could be kind of kind of decent, but we'll see what WWE wants to do here. I believe Woods on his own. I think he's I think he could easily carry what he needs to carry with this. Um, this whole AJ Elias thing, I'm a big fan of both of them. I'm not sure where this feud is going to go. I think it's just a time waster because I don't think either one of them are going to get a boost in defeating the other. They've kind of swapped. They've kind of swapped victories back and forth. Um, I like that Jackson Riker is with Elias because I'm a big Jackson Riker fan as well. Um, all way, way back to his NWA days uh, when he was Gunner. You guys may remember him as, as Gunner in TNA for a little while. But, uh, yeah, same guy. Just freak athlete. Um, they've got this, for some reason, Ric Flair is, is back in the storylines where first he cost Charlotte a tag team victory. And then they kind of played it up a little bit on this week's Raw as well, which I'm not going to get into. I'll talk about it next week. Um, I don't know. Every time they have a legend on TV, it seems like WWE is trying to find a way to take a shot at them. And they took a couple shots at Rick last week. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. Um Let's see. Saw Mark Henry. The women's division is is the tag division. They're not doing anything with. Uh, you had Randy Orton over Jeff Hardy. Orton, I'm going to start there then with this. You know, a couple weeks ago, I think last time we were on, I told you about how Johnny Gargano is uh, just exceptional and that he's kind of a a little bit more new age, like the new version of Daniel Bryan. 
I'm going to go ahead and tell you that one of the best things on TV is Randy Orton. Not because he's been wrestling forever. Oh, he's this classic guy. No. What Randy Orton is doing on the microphone, um, his interactions with The Fiend, with Alexa Bliss, this, you know, spoiler alert, him and Triple H got into it a little bit on this week's Raw. This is the only time I'm going to mention anything that happened just last night. But Triple H said what we've all been thinking. This is classic Orton. This is the Orton we like. Snake in the grass, the methodical, the just, you can't say evil genius because he's, he's neither good nor bad. He's right in the center. You never know which side he's going to kind of go, whichever side's going to benefit him. This Orton is the Orton we have wanted to see. I wish he could have done it his whole career. Injuries and bad booking have, have prevented a lot of that. But this, Randy Orton, if you're not if you want a reason to watch Raw, uh here the number one reason to me, since the fiend's not on, the number one reason is Randy Orton. Um I don't know why they, they keep letting Drew McIntyre beat everybody. Because uh yeah, Drew's good. I'll give him that, but he's Orton should be champion at this point. Orton's got one more age of Orton run in him, I believe, maybe more. But Randy Orton is just on a whole nother level compared to almost everybody else on this roster. Uh, let's see. We did, now we did get to see McIntyre defend his belt against Keith Lee. Keith Lee's not ready. But they had to have somebody take on McIntyre. Keith Lee is really good. But he's not. He, he's way too fresh, way too new. Way too unknown to the the general public. A lot of people they've watched him in NXT and, and such know him. You know, I'm real familiar with him, but he he's not ready to be the champ. But uh, McIntyre wins this, and then he gets called out by Goldberg. Yeah, that Goldberg. No, not the goalie for the Mighty Ducks. No, Bill Goldberg. He comes out and he's I'm not here to. I'm not here to congratulate you. I'm here. To challenge you at Royal Rumble. McIntyre made a video. I don't know why he wasn't on TV this week, except for to be like in his house doing a backstage video. But I think he said, yeah. So, we, you know, I know I said I wasn't going to reference again, but yeah, he, he basically answered his challenge. And it's, I really don't know why they did that, and unless maybe whoever they were going to put against McIntyre. Can't go for some reason. Injury, maybe they changed their mind. Kind of interesting. That led us to Impact Wrestling, which right now, if you want to know what's on the studio, it is a replay of Bound for Glory, which happened a couple of months ago uh, for Impact Wrestling. It's pretty good. It's pretty solid. I remember watching this. Pretty good. Uh, as we anticipate at the top of this hour, that tells you when we're when we are recording this. At the top of the hour is when... This week's Impact Wrestling will be on, but uh, last Tuesday, they had Ace Austin take on Blake Christian, who's a new guy, Casey Navarro, who's another new guy. They just signed some people, which is nice, and Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve gets a win. 
I think they did it to do momentum because they did the X Cup over the weekend as well, and um, uh, Ace Austin ended up winning the entire thing there. Uh, Ace beat Suicide and Cousin Jake in the tournament. Blake Christian beat Casey Navarro and Crazy Steve. Maybe it was to raise the credibility there. But uh, congratulations to Ace Austin on that. Um, also, thanks from the X Cup while we're at it. Willie Mack beat Moose. It was a non-title match. Jordan Grace beat Jazz. This is a way to probably move Jazz out of the company. I think they just brought her back so that Jordan Grace could uh, pair up with her mentor for kind of one last little uh, hurrah there, which was nice. And um, let's go back to what happened last last week. You had Cousin Jake and Rhino. I hope they drop the cousin soon because the demons don't exist anymore. Because they took on Joe Daring. And Cody Deaner, who has shaved his head, uh, went with the solid trunks, the, the normal wrestling trunks, and like a leather jacket, and he acts all mad and ticked off. Okay. At some point, the Deaner thing was going to run out. I was enjoying it. I, I, they, they did some good stuff, but maybe in typical Impact Wrestling fashion, they got bored of something long before we did, and uh, made a change. Is what it is. I don't know where they're going to go with that. At some point, it'll be Jake versus versus Cody, and then who knows what. Um, I'll be honest. Not much else happened on Impact Wrestling. That's it's even uh, anything you really need to know. If you didn't watch it, Okay. If you did watch it, okay. Uh, let's go to NXT. It started with the returning Karrion Cross taking on Damian Priest. This was good. These are two guys who know how to work, who know how to put on a show, and know how to destroy people. Karrion Cross gets the win because he needs more of the boost up. Priest is kind of in a weird... He's in a weird gray area. He's not in the title pick. He's not in the uh, the uh, secondary title picture at the moment. The North American Championship, and he's not really in the world title picture yet. So he's just kind of hanging out. McCarrion Cross will probably be back in the world title picture very very soon. Um. This was also uh, night one of uh, New Year's Evil. They're, they got some more stuff coming uh, this week to uh, round that out, I believe. Um, Shotzi Blackheart and Kushida actually teamed up, which was an interesting team. It's um, Talk about two people you'd probably want to have a beer with. That seems like those two would be pretty cool to just talk shop. Uh, but they ended up picking up the victory against Johnny Gargano and Candice LeBray. Um, and then the main event, Kyle O'Reilly for Finn Balor for the championship. Uh, they played it off as though Kyle O'Reilly hurt his jaw because at one point you know, he had no other way to break the hold than to bite the ropes. And while he was biting the rope, Finn Balor kicked it. That really couldn't screw your jaw up, but they're kind of playing that off. I don't know if it's because last time they faced Kyle broke Finn's jaw. 
it was a a weird thing. They could have just let the two of them just wrestle their butts off, which is exactly what they did. Finn Balor retains. I don't know, just uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like it took a little bit of the shine off of it, off of what was a spectacular main event. AEW, we open up with the Young Bucks and uh, SCU versus the Hybrid Two and the Acclaimed. This wasn't close. This this is wrestling royalty versus. Uh, Pretty good team and loudmouth newcomer team. The Bucks and SCU pick up the victory there, and Daniels and Kazarian bring up the thing that, hey, the next time they lose as a team, in whatever fashion, on television, that's it. They're going to break the team up. I think it's because Daniels is probably going to retire sometime soon. The Cavs will probably do a single thing for a couple more years. I don't know. They both may leave. They've been around for a long, long time. Um... In, in what was, this is a match we saw coming. Jake Hager took on Wardlow. Wardlow. Um, they needed to hash this out. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking Hager should win because he's the MMA fighter. And if he loses, it looks real bad on him that the professional wrestler and professional MMA fighter lost to just a regular wrestler. But then, when you think about it, who needed the boost more? Wardlow. Wardlow is is really kind of the odd man out of the entire group. So this is his way of kind of proving his worth. Um, Snoop Dogg actually came out with Cody. Cody Rhodes, now that we can call him that, which was interesting. Uh, They're trying to promote the new show that they're all on where those two are judges and there's two other people as well. Kind of a talent competition. It looks pretty cool. I think it's it's on TNT or TBS, one of them. Anyway, uh, he took on Matt Seidel, who is still, he's still so much fun to watch. That guy is another guy who has been wrestling forever, and yet he can still do it. But Cody picks up the victory in that. And um, at one point during the match, uh, Serpentico, who was in the crowd outside, had got inadvertently decked. So after the match was over, he come flying in, to which they all laid him out. And Snoop got up and did an okay splash from the top. It's a long way up there for a tall guy. But uh, Snoop actually, in an unofficial match, beat Serpentico. Serpentico. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Karu Shida beats Abaddon. The only thing that really sticks out of this besides her winning was they let Abaddon do the biting gimmick where she bit her in the neck and they, they did it underneath the ring and so there was fake blood. And I, I don't I don't know. I, it's, it's weird when you start getting into the whole biting thing. Because Abaddon doesn't present herself as a vampire or anything like that, so it just didn't make sense. And then, in what it, it was just uh, just wicked, wicked sick main event, Kenny Omega, the AEW champion, 
took on Ray Phoenix. My goodness. My goodness. This was incredible. This. You just got two guys who just absolutely know what they're doing and they know how to play off each other. This is one, if you're going to go back and watch something from AEW, I I think you would have to go back and watch Omega, Ray Phoenix, and you might watch it a hundred times. Uh, then, of course, at the end, uh, the Good Brothers come out, the Good Brothers from Impact Wrestling, who are the tag team champions over there. And it seems to me, just what I said, it's going to be a cross-brand bullet club where there's some in Impact Wrestling, there's some in AEW. I don't have a problem with it. I I think they should they should do it. They kind of did it a couple years ago where some of them went to Ring of Honor and some of them were in New Japan, but uh, these are two nationally televised at the time. I mean, those two are as well, but AEW and I don't know how Impact Wrestling convinced them convince AEW to to let them in on this, but Seems like what's going to happen there, and it it all kinds of go, it kind of goes off air with Omega, the Good Brothers, and actually the Young Bucks, all doing the uh, old NWO too sweet in uh, the middle of the ring. It'll be interesting to see what happens, including tonight. As far as that, I, I like the crossover though. The crossover is something we always wanted to see with WCW and WWF. We never got to see the crossover, and, and for good reason. But in this, it'll be interesting to see how they do this. It led us to SmackDown. You had Big E versus Apollo. Ended up being a double pin. They restarted. Big E wins. But the more important thing, Big E did not want it to be a squash match. And you can tell. Because most other times, Big E would run over somebody on the card at, around the same spot of the card as Apollo. Even though Apollo's really good. Up-and-coming young guy. Uh, he's from... Stone Mountain, I believe, right down the road from here. But Big E let Apollo get some things in, and he made him look really good in this. And uh, I know Apollo appreciates what Big E did there, but Big E's got to retain. He should have five or six good title defenses before really running up on somebody, I think. Uh, Ziggler and Rude took on... Um, Forgot their name. Street Profits. There we go. Street Profits. Kept wanting to call them Private Party. That's the ones in AEW. But uh, they took them on. It seems like uh, the Street Profits are a little dinged up anyway. But Ziggler and Rude, your new tag team champions. And then that left us to the six. Started as a five-man gauntlet. Turned into a six-man gauntlet. It included Rey Mysterio, Sami Zayn, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, King Corbin, Daniel Bryan, and WWE official Adam Pearce. Well, towards the end of it, Shinsuke gets uh, just railroaded by Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, and uh, so Pearce wins. So going into Royal Rumble, it's going to be Adam Pearce, who was an NWA legend. I saw him and Gunner. I can't think of the third guy that was in that match, but him and Gunner. Just put on a clinic when I saw I saw him live. I saw him from ten feet away, but he hadn't wrestled in four or five years. It's, it's uh, I'm not sure why WWE is doing this, but hey, who knows? 
but here's my thing about I don't mind Roman doing this Brock Lesnar thing. That's what they're doing. They're they're pushing him as though he's Brock Lesnar. Comes out, he runs over people, he's real brutal, that kind of thing. But something the wrench in it they throw is Jay Uso. For one, where's the other Uso? And he's about ready to return. And two, you kind of let Roman have a little bit of freedom in what he was doing, and he threw Kevin Owens off two, off a double-deck platform through a table, and Kevin Owens now has some uh, back and spinal injuries, and he's going to be out for a little while. So what should have been, this is why you have to do the Pierce thing, because nothing else makes sense. Kevin Owens should should be going to Royal Rumble to take on Roman Reigns. Instead, he's not. Because you let things get out of hand and people throw each other off of the second deck of the Thunderdome. I don't like it. I don't like it. And in fact, I mean, I don't I like Roman's work. I like a lot of stuff he's doing, but it's starting to get repetitive. It's starting to run together. I think we need Heyman to talk a little bit. Um, maybe the other Uso comes back and either tries to, Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy comes back and tries to talk Jay out of it. Maybe he joins up. I don't mind about that kind of stuff. But WWE, when Roman Reigns comes out and grabs a microphone, or when he comes out and I realize that he's either going to just beat up somebody or he's not going to wrestle, I don't watch. I don't watch it. I like watching Roman wrestle I, I don't like that they're just letting him beat up everybody because you're just you're turning everybody off of him again a lot of people I know don't like the way that's presented because that's not Roman the head of the table stuff sure the uh, entitlement sure but the he beats everybody up like Brock Lesnar we're not buying it it's not Roman but once again, George Show, <laughs> we'll see. But that's just that's just my two cents on that particular thing there. Uh, Ring of Honor, they did uh, they they did a best of, which is what I kind of thought they would do. Um, I don't think they've done any more tapings recently, so it may be another best of this week as well. They're they're working on their next series of tapings so that they can show us a bunch of stuff. Maybe another tournament, something like that. But they showed us the pure finals of Gresham versus Tracy Williams. It was just a wrestling clinic. Gresham went, won that, of course. Um, you had PCO versus Haskins versus Roosh, with Roosh winning and taking the belt back at that point from PCO. It was a good match. I mean, Haskins can stay right there with them. PCO is one of the best workers in the world right now, but Roosh, Roosh, the sky is the limit. Um, I don't know if he'll get picked up by one of the other associations soon. But if Ring of Honor is smart, you keep him a while and, and you build around him. It's uh, He's got some real good things going. And uh, then they showed Flip Gordon winning the uh, the Rumble that they had, the Battle Royale, uh, where he was dressed as Dragon Lee. But uh, at the end, he took the mask off, showed it by who he was, and then eliminated uh, Kenny King. He won the future title shot, which I believe he should be cashing in within the month, which may be part of the next tape. Who knows? But uh, Flip Gordon, 
as much as he's another one that if you're not watching what Flip Gordon is doing, he is like where where Will Ospreay was five years ago. So that to me shows where Flip can go. Flip can can get to that other level. I would like to see Osprey and Flip in a match. I'm sure they faced before. I would like to see them right now when they are both as good as they are. Um, what did I want to? We'll talk about upcoming in a second. Oh, if you don't listen to my buddy E Marcel Etienne who does the Sports Inquirer, uh, another great sports podcast. Uh, one of the special shows he does called the, I think it's called The Verbal Submission, where he talks about a little bit of MMA and a little bit of wrestling from time to time. Well, this is where our shows would make a great tandem. He His last Verbal Submission show, he previewed all the big matchups from New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom, which happened a little over a week ago. I got all the winners right here and talk about the events there. So I'm going to go through these here. But if you want, he does a great lead up to it. So even though you're going to know who the winners are, if you want to go back or if you want to pause me right now and go look for the Sports Inquirer and look for the show, it was about a week ago that he did it. And uh, as always, you could message me and and uh, I'll help you find it as well. Shout out to uh, my good buddy E. Marcel Etienne. I hope to see you in a booth soon, bud. But until then, uh, either go listen to his preview and then come back to this one. Or listen to, I'll tell you uh, what happened during all the all the matches, and then go back and listen to his lead-up, because his lead-up was fantastic. Uh, it, it got me excited. Um, I am still trying to figure out a way to be able to watch it. Um, I'm hoping to just stream it and watch it. Even though I know what happened, there was a couple moments you just can't miss. Uh, but let's start. There was uh, a big battle royal to where the final four, it was on a two-day thing. The final four were going to meet in a four-way on day two. Uh, for some kind of, I don't know if it was a championship or some kind of future opportunity. But uh, your final four were Yano, Bad Luck Fale, who is my little nephew, Archer's one of his favorites. Les Fale, uh, Bushi, and uh, Bullet Club member Chase Owens. If you don't know Chase Owens, he's a good worker too. Uh, of course, they go into the the uh, day two uh, four way there. You had Hiromu Takahashi, who I am a big fan of. I'm a big fan of a lot of these these guys in New Japan. Uh, he took on El Fantasmo. The winner was going to face the uh, IWGP. Junior champion on day number two. Of course, Takahashi wins that one. Takahashi, man, he, he's another one. Him and Sonata. They're guys that are, are still considered B players over there, but they're not far away from being A's. And just, they're so good in, in their presentations and how they do things. Uh, let's see. You had Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, who were the tag champs. Uh, they went against the Gorillas of Destiny, which is Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga. I think if the Usos were as big, were the same size as Roman Reigns. 
except for these two do some ridiculously exceptional things, especially in tandem, and they're brothers. Um, I don't know that we would ever see them in WWE. Um, we could see them in AEW. We could potentially see them some other places. I've seen them on Ring of Honor before. We can we can see them in other places. I, just, I, I think WWE is too structured for them. Is is the best way to say that. If I'm not mistaken, they are Haku's sons. But the Gorillas of Destiny, they are your new tag team champions. Like I said they anybody in New Japan is worth watching them work. But the Gorillas of Destiny, man, they are they are something else. Uh, Kenta took on Satoshi Kojima. For the right to challenge for the U.S. heavyweight, Kenta retains that right. Uh, Kenta, you guys would would uh, remember, he was a, a cruiserweight, and that's all they really would push him as in WWF. I mean WWE. So uh, he took his ball and went home, and went back to New Japan, where he is a feature player. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Not Hiromu Takahashi. This is Hiroshi Tanahashi, who a lot of people would say is a lot of people say the John Cena of of over there. I okay, that, that's a good way to put it. Uh, he took on Great Okan, who has just came out of nowhere in the last uh, year or so. Uh, does some really good things, but Tanahashi gets the victory in that one. He just, he's so high energy, so WWE tried to sign him a couple years ago, and they ended up taking Shinsuke Nakamura instead. They were going to take them both, but New Japan said, you only get one. Because they also wanted Okada. We'll get to Okada in a minute. Uh, Speaking of Okada, I did not even see this. Okada took on Will Ospreay this could have stole the show. This, these are just two guys who were just at the top of their game, um, just so so good at at putting on a show. Um, Okada to me is the Randy, a young Randy Orton. He's the one they have they have built the company and have really pushed him in that fashion. He had a big run on top. Um, he's kind of come back down to earth just a little bit, but he is just. Anytime he's in the ring, it's a spectacle. It's it's a must watch. And Okada ends up getting the victory in this one with his uh, kind of coil, his coil uh, clothesline called the Rainmaker. It is uh, he he throws a Stan Hansen like JBL like lariat and uh, and uh, he got. Osprey on this one. Now, this was where it gets a little weird. I mean, not a little weird, but this was this was the uh, the main event of day one. You had Naito, who, once again, I'm a huge fan of Naito, took on Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi is really good. Um. Kota Ibushi used to be in a tag team with Kenny Omega when Omega first got over there. And uh, he, he's so good, but I don't know. They've just they've never put the rocket on his back and, and really propelled him up into some bigger matches 
So he gets one with Naito here. And Naito coming in was the heavyweight and intercontinental double champ. He was the champ champ. And this match was for both belts. Winner leaves with both. And you're winner. And new IWGP heavyweight and IWGP intercontinental champion Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi, man. It, it's what a... His reaction was when was similar to when Shawn Michaels won the the championship for the first time, and he just was balling the ring. That's that's Ibushi. He 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 realizes what a big what a big moment this is for him. And listen to day two. Uh, they they featured some of their young lions, which are kind of their some of their graduate recent graduates from their academy which I think is great. Uh, you had AZM took on Natsupoi, who took on Saya Kamatani and Homeka and Utami. Haya Shishida. Uh, oh, wait. Missed it. Two, three, four, five. Oh. And Mako. I'm trying. Uh, Saya Kamatori ends up with the victory in that one. Congratulations to him. Uh, then we had another special kind of graduate match. It was uh, Tim or Tam Nakano versus Sayuri versus Maya Iwatani versus uh, Gulia. This was a female match. And why was this a a, a, a thing to be featured? Well, up until this very moment, up until this match right here happened, New Japan had never had female wrestlers in the company. They had been valets, and then um, you might have had a ring announcer here or there, but up until right now, there had never been an official women's match, not even from other associations. You know, Ring of Honor did, you know, some of their people over there. Those kind of things. This... This is they're starting to open up the women's division, and it's just going to be a fantastic thing for them. Just a fantastic thing. And for the world, because now women can go to Japan and wrestle a lot without having to go to all Japan or some of the other ones. New Japan is saying, hey, you know what? We can do it too, and we can do it better than anybody else. Uh Gulia ends up with the win in that one. Now I told you that we had the four-way that was set up from day one where Yano, Bad Luck Fale. Bushi and Chase Owens. Well, Yano ends up getting the victory over Bushi, and uh, he wins some sort of future opportunity or something, I believe. Uh, maybe a future title shot or something like that, but uh, congratulations, Yano. Yano is like the comic relief over there, but uh, he's actually a pretty good wrestler, too. You had Yoshinobu, Kanemaru, and El Desperado, who have kind of teamed together here recently. They took on uh, Master Wado and Rice K Taguchi for the junior heavyweight uh, tag team titles. And uh, Kanemaru and El Desperado end up with the victory in that one. It's This is a lot better. Either download the New Japan app where you can collect the cards because you will learn these faces and names really quickly. Um, I just like it because you can collect the cards. 
virtually without having to really purchase anything. And it's, and it's fun to see them and trade with people. But when you put faces and effort to these names that I'm saying, you guys are going to become instant fans, just, just like I did. Uh, next up, uh, Shingo Tagaji, who was the champ, the never openweight champ, took on Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb is a ridiculous, ridiculous beast of a man. But uh, Shingo Tagaji, man, he gets he retains his title, the never uh, the never openweight title. Uh, Sonata took on Evil. These guys used to be uh, one of the better tag teams. And uh, they recently split them, not only as a tag team, and not only as uh, faction members. It's them, Naito, and maybe Bushi were all the uh, Ignobles de Japon. But uh, they split these two guys because now Evil is one of the main people in the Bullet Club. He kind of defected over, which is fine. I, I, I like Evil in charge over there. Uh, but Sonata ends up with the win. I'm a big Sonata fan. Uh, you had Taiji Ishimori, who was the champ, took on uh, Takahashi from earlier. Hiromu Takahashi, remember I told you he earned the right to uh, go for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And lo and behold, Takahashi is your new junior champ. Congratulations to the champ. And then this left the main event. Kota Ibushi, the, the champ champ, defended both belts versus Jay White. Now, Jay White's a guy who was, uh, they call, like I said, they call them young boys. They go through their academies. When you go through their academy, then you go somewhere else in the world to kind of hone your skills. Uh, Jay White actually went to Ring of Honor. I never really liked him there. Never really liked anything they really did with him. He was kind of an annoying little little craphead. He uh, just kind of mysteriously showed up and mysteriously won stuff all the time. That when he, it didn't seem like he should. But he started doing this razor blade gimmick, and by razor blade gimmick, I mean it's it's more of the logos. He doesn't actually use razor blades, but he's more of a got more of that that Randy Orton edge to him would be the way to put it. And he has really carved out something special to where there's talks that other organizations are kind of waiting out his contract in New Japan. They're going to make a move for him, including the WWE, maybe AEW as well. And a lot of other talent in both organizations are pushing management. You've got to get this guy. Be interesting. I like him in New Japan, but uh, he, he makes some interesting matchups. You, know, you can only have so many people. But uh, Kota Ibushi ends up keeping both belts and beating Jay White, and I, I just thought that was just fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. Now, upcoming, because there are upcoming things, and there are some big upcoming things. Um, Impact Wrestling is going to do this thing this weekend called Hard to Kill, which is going to feature a lot of their big people. It's their big pay-per-view coming up. Um, Coming up this week, I believe it is Saturday, I think is when they're going to do theirs. Uh, the UFC Fight Night returns on Saturday, the 16th. It's on ESPN Plus, and it's also, for the first time ever, I'm pretty sure the first time ever, on ABC, a major, major network. Uh, some people you might know. 
some of the big uh, matches here. There are five, I believe, on the main card. You get uh, Punahel Soriano. It's going to take on Dusko Todorovic. Slow that down. Um, Alicio De Chirico is going to take on Joaquin Buckley. You know, Joaquin Buckley, most people may know him from his uh, highlight spin kick knockout from a couple uh, couple months back. You got Santiago Pazanibio taking on Lee Zhang Lee. Carlos Condit, the ageless wonder, is going to take on Matt Brown and your feature featherweight bout. Coming in at number six, you got Calvin Qatar. Uh, I think it's Cat uh, Cutter actually. He's going to take on number one ranked featherweight in the UFC, Max Holloway. That is just going to be uh, just going to be wicked, wicked sick. Now I'm going to try to do next week's show before. I, do, I will. In fact, you know what? It will get done before because uh, UFC also has two more events. They have you know they have one this Saturday. They have one next Wednesday, and they have one next Saturday. So uh, we will talk about those other two next week. Bellator is going to wait until February, I believe. But that's all the stuff going on right now. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. This was the latest episode of Strong Style right here on Impact Media. I'm Jeremy the Impact Goer. Once again, happy new year, and we will be talking to you very, very soon. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.